by testing you, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, to not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We are one body, and each one of us are a part of that body, individually part of that body. God has gift, gifted each one of us according to his grace with abilities to serve, serving God, serving one another, and serving the world where we live. Serving the church, Jesus expects the hands among us to hold tightly to each other. Jesus expects the feet among us to even run in service. Jesus expects the mouths that among us to, to serve, to speak the grace, the mercies, the truths of God, the love of God. Jesus expects the eyes that are among us to see the needs of those around us, to see what is before us, to see the world, the community. He expects the body of grace given abilities and talents to serve as that grace has given each one of us individual talents. We are a church, a body, a community of servants. That's what the church is. That's who we are. We work together for a greater outcome that's why Paul was talking about the, our using our talents, our, our works together as the body. Because together then we, we achieve a greater service. Together we become the body of the Lord working as the body of Christ. Our unified efforts serve more serve better, uh, much better than any one of us might be able to do alone. Pooling our resources together, we become a mighty chorus that praises God, 
an army that reaches out in defense of the faith. Serving together, we supply what some of us may individually lack, but together that deficiency is overcome. And together then we are stronger. Together, walking together, if one of us falls, the other picks, them up, uh, picks that person up. And so we are not left along the side of the trail. We stay together. We stay afoot. We stay walking together. Serving together, we all stand. Serving together, we all finish the race. Or make it to the summit. Ecclesiastes 9, or 4, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? Though a man might prevail against one who is alone, Two will withstand him. A three-fold cord is not quickly broken. We are a community of servants serving together. And so together we can do more. Together we can stand. Together we are encouraged. Together we can withstand discouragement in the fiery darts that Satan might hurl against us. Together, we are not easily stopped. We are a community of servants. Christians serve. That's who we are. That's who Jesus is. So if we are his disciples, that's who we are. Mark 10. Jesus having this same or similar conversation with his disciples as Mark records, verse 42, Jesus called them to him and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. We are called to serve, not be served. Service in the kingdom of God may take many different forms because there are many different needs in this world, in the family, in the church. But this community will function as God wants it to when all of us serve as we have been graced with talents and skills. Listen to some of the words of Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Or chapter 4, verse 8, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, 
use it to serve one another as good servants of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We are a community of servants serving God, serving one another, serving the world around us. Jesus painted the picture of that in Matthew 25 for us to, as the judgment. The master went away, and in his leaving, he gave to one servant five talents. To another, he gave two. And to a third servant, he only gave one talent. Sometimes we think, well, that poor servant that only got one, he must have felt slighted. And maybe he did. But that was wrong because Jesus used the word talent. Talent's value in today's world is $600,000. He had a lot to work with. Remember, the servant that had the five talents, well, he made more. Five more. The servant that had two talents, well, he made more. He made two talents. But the one-talent servant did nothing with his talent. When the master returned, he gave the talent back. And the master was very displeased with the excuse. Call him an unfaithful servant. Verse 24, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be hard, a hard man, reap, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what's yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I, did not, uh, where I have not sowed gathered where I had scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested the money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he who has, uh, he will have an abundance from the one who, ha who has nothing, or has not, even what he has will be taken away. Cast the worthless slave, a servant, into outer darkness, the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The other servants had received praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. The results of their work was very different. They were praised because not so much how much they gained, but because they served. How many talents we receive and the actual result of our work is not the issue. More important is that we use the talent given. What do we do? The unfaithful servant was condemned because he didn't do anything. He just sat there with the talent buried. He feared failing, so he did nothing. 
So he fell for a lack of try. It's kind of like us. Well, I'm afraid I won't know what to say. They may, be, they may ask a question that I don't know the answer to. So we do nothing. My one talent is so little in comparison to what this brother or that sister has. So I do nothing. Uh, I'm afraid I'll mess up. I'll just make a mess of things. So I do nothing. Well, I don't have enough money. Uh, not this month. I'm afraid that, uh, uh, and so I give nothing. I'm afraid my love will be rejected. They won't appreciate what I'm saying or doing. So I say nothing. I do nothing. I stay at home. I don't offer anything. I offer nothing. We will displease God much more for doing nothing than messing up, trying to do something. We will displease God for inactivity. We are a community of servants. Ask yourself, what am I doing in service? How do I serve? How do I serve my fellow Believers, How do I serve the world around me? How do I serve my God? Do I deny my role in the body by not serving as God has graced me? Are my closed eyes keeping the body from seeing? Are my fisted hands keeping the body from holding? Are my still feet keeping the body from walking? Find your place to serve. Look for service opportunities in the community around us. Doesn't have to be a so-called established ministry. If we see someone hungry, feed them. If we see someone that needs a coat, supply that. In the name of Christ, supply that need. If we see each other, one who is hurting, reach out in comfort. We are a body to serve one another. Look for ways to serve and to love, to encourage, to help, to teach, to make a difference. There's another picture of judgment in that same chapter, chapter 25. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. And I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. And I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you visited me. And I was in prison, and you came to me. And the righteous will say to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will say, 
and the king answered, uh, the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Let's go back up on top of Mount Everest. About a week and a half or two weeks after David Sharp died on Mount Everest, there was another climber in trouble. Andrew Brash from Calgary, Canada, came upon a man named Lincoln Hall. Lincoln Hall had been abandoned by his team because it appeared as though he would die soon. He was delirious. He was making some deadly decisions in his confusion. He was hanging off a rock 10,000 feet in the air. He had unzipped his suit, attempting to change his shirt. His arms were bare. He had no hat, no glasses, no uh, gloves, no oxygen, no protection from the cold, no food, no water. Couldn't live that way, but just a very few minutes. But he was alive. Brash and his team abandoned their climb of Mount Everest. They never made it to the summit, but they did something much more important. They saved the life of a confused and dying man and brought him back to a home base. Forty climbers who left David Sharp on the mountain two weeks before had all kinds of different excuses why they did not do anything. Andrew Brash and his team didn't need an excuse. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the reward of your master. What do you expect to hear? Will you hear well done because you've served? Or depart from me. I don't know who you are. We're climbing a mountain together. We're seeking the presence of God together. We will climb better together, surrounded by one another with arms clasped. We are people of faith. We serve better together 
reach the summit together. Because we are a community of servants. We are this body saved by the grace of God. We, we share a belief. We are a body of believers. We are a body of worshipers. We are a body of servants with arms clasped. We are climbing this mountain together. We will not abandon anyone. And we will reach out and grasp anyone that we can. Because we are servants of God. Jesus came into this world not to be served, but to serve. Will you serve God with us? Will you be part of this community of servants with us and serve God with us? Week after week, we, we, we proclaim we encourage. Maybe you're here today and, and you're not part of a community of faith. And you're, not, you're, you're not coupled with, in arms with others. Let us encourage you to be part of us and work, serve the Lord with us. Let, let's be standing. You may be here yet and you've not proclaimed your faith and been baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. You may be that person who is on the ledge dying because you do not have the protective embrace of Christ. Be part of the kingdom. Be part of Christ. We encourage your response while we praise God in song.